Momentum Podcast, helping you develop a partner network that enables ministry to happen. Now, I did do the Pac-Man thing, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) And welcome to the Momentum Podcast, Episode 5. My name is Daryl Parsons. And I'm Naomi Vandevish. And if we sound a little bit different, it's because Naomi and I are talking by telephone today. And uh, this is a new experiment for us. That's right. Does it feel odd for you? It does. (laughs) You have to imagine that we're in a room together somewhere, which we're not. But imagination is a powerful thing. That's right. We had an extraordinary privilege uh, in February of uh, 2018 to travel to uh, the uh, Support Raising Solutions uh, Full Sail Conference uh, to uh, learn a little bit more about um, the, uh, what would you call that, the technique, the strategy, the, give me some Coaching, the vision. <laughs> oh, so much. All of those things behind the ministry partner development journey. Yeah. And it was that proverbial drinking from a fire hose kind of workshop where we got to uh, take in so much wonderful uh, information from Support Raising Solutions. Naomi, you share Support Raising Solutions material uh, with Momentum participants on a regular basis, right? I do. It, I find it very helpful information. And um, this conference was particularly helpful for, for us as coaches because we got to sit around with other coaches and just um, understand, speak the same language. It was pretty exciting. Amazing. And one of the great things was the one of the uh, key people behind the Support Raising Solutions is uh, Steve Shadrach. And uh, he wrote a book called The God Ask that we've shared a lot around YFC. That's right. Well, what was really nice was to be able to um, sit in on some sessions with uh, Shad, as his friends call him, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try that out because I think we're friends now. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and I, I uh, got the opportunity to follow up with him and said, "Hey, would you be interested in having a conversation with us for our Momentum podcast?" And guess what? You said yes. He said yes. We're super excited. <laughs> so uh, we're inviting uh, right now by phone from Little Rock, Arkansas, Steve Shadrack. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be with you all, Daryl. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I, I said you're in Arkansas. Now, I actually just, just blurted out Little Rock. Are you actually in Little Rock? I live in Fayetteville, which is right up in the northwest corner of the state in northwest Arkansas, and um, and Fayetteville is where the main university is, so we've always been involved with college ministry. There's about 25,000 students at the University of Arkansas. We like to consider ourselves the Harvard of the South. <laughs> well, you mentioned college ministry. That's, that's where you focused uh, your ministry attention, right? It is. That's I, I was... I went to the University of Arkansas and lived in a fraternity house for three years and just said, gosh, this is kind of what I want to do the rest of my life. See Christ change lives of these 18 to 22 year olds. And it's been a a fun ride. (laughs) Is it fair Mm -hmm. to ask how long you've been doing that? Well, (laughs) (laughs) ballpark, nervous, nervous laugh there. Um, Yes. 45 years. Amazing. Um, I'm still awesome. I'm still spending time with with the fraternity presidents and have got to see several come to Christ. Even this past year, we've got a got a six of them coming over tomorrow morning at seven a.m. for breakfast, and we're studying man- manhood from the scriptures. So oh, it's been a, wow. a fun time. 
That is mm. so cool. Uh, you know, at, at Youth for Christ, like, I think that's something we love to hear. We love to hear people who have been invested in the lives of young people for, for, for 40 plus years. I mean, that's amazing, right? That just says something about what God can do, uh, that you don't, uh, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be young to be uh, able to connect and reach out to youth. So that's, that's very cool. Um, also, um, you have been raising your own support for, all of that time or most of that time, Steve? Well, I actually, uh, after college, went to seminary, and after seminary came back and was on staff with a, uh, a church here in, in Fayetteville as the college pastor, realizing I really wasn't a pastor. I was struggling with some of the pastorly duties, you know, and uh, so uh, transitioned off that staff and started a campus ministry called Student Mobilization, or it's been shortened to kind of STUMO. It's mainly in, kind of in a lot of the major campuses in, in South Central United States. And um, so that was 86, Daryl, and I, and I went out and raised my support uh, as transitioning off that church staff. And so since 1986, myself and my wife and family, we've been, uh, you know, on support, and it's been a fantastic experience for us. I, I wouldn't have wanted to do it any other way. Hmm. Hmm. So cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people um, come into raising support with some fear and trepidation. Um, what do you think is the single biggest challenge people face um, in, in partner development? I think that's uh, that's probably a biggie. Uh, all of us, you know, the, the the parallels between evangelism and support raising are uncanny. Hmm. Uh, you know, why is it that we don't share the gospel more? Well, I think deep down we don't want to be we don't want to be rejected. Hmm. And why is it we don't give young people a chance to receive Christ, share the gospel? Would you like to receive Christ in your life as your Savior and Lord, and then zip the lip and let them answer? Uh, you know, that that's scary. Uh, in, in support raising, it's the same thing. It's one thing to present your ministry to someone, but then to say, would you like to partner with me and come on my support team for $100 or $150 a month, and at some point, you know, zip the lip and let them answer? So I think fear... Um, yeah. Is a biggie, and a lot of times that's because people have not really done a thorough, a very thorough, deep, inductive, objective, you know, study of the scriptures, Old and New Testament, as to as to what do the scriptures teach about, you know, uh, living on support, ministering on support, asking for support. Um, before anybody launches out to do support raising, they need to build that biblical foundation. That's really essential, I think. Mm-hmm. That is uh, something that we uh, we we would love to actually dig into a little bit with you, Steve, because uh, as we focused on some of the other core areas of uh, support raising so far in the short run uh, we've been on with this podcast, you know, we've talked about the importance of calling and prayer, um, and and uh, you know, I, we always end up touching on the biblical perspective, but. Um, you, uh, I mean, you live and breathe this stuff, and and your passion is evident. Uh, what what do you, what do you tell a, a new staff about forming that biblical perspective when you when you have that kind of conversation with them in the early stages of their journey? 
Well, I think some people want to go straight to the how-tos. You know, if, if some of your listeners have read the God Ask, occasionally I get a frustrated reader and says, how come you spend half the book just kind of talking about uh, the, the, the scriptures and our perspective? I, I want to get to the how-tos. Well, um, the how-tos are important. There are mm-hmm. a lot of there are a lot of good ways, uh, effective ways to raise your support. There are some real bad ways, mm-hmm. but but the thing that's going to keep you in the saddle, you know, over the long haul, if you want your your workers to be on staff for five, ten, twenty, thirty, forty years, you know, on support, uh, now is the time before they really get out there and 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 start seeing the challenges that face us to get a really strong support team and i think the key to that it keeps you in the saddle is whether you have god's mind on this god's perspective Mm -hmm. and that's where the convictions come from uh the convictions that will hold you in that saddle when tough times come and Mm -hmm. tough times will come during during the support raising once you're on support and you're you, you have a spouse you have a family you have bills you have challenges you know, what is it that's going to keep you in the ministry, uh, in the support-raising saddle over the long haul? And, and and I think I've always found it to be whether or not a person has really done the hard work, the prayer, the study, the application of the Scriptures. That's mm-hmm. where the convictions come from, because the world, everyone around them is going to tell them, don't do this. Their family, their friends, their employers, you know, they're going to say, don't don't do this support raising thing. It's not going to work. You can't mm-hmm. sustain yourself. Well, no, you can. I, I've done it now for, you know, 30, close to coming up on 35 years. That's right. And, 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 and we train people all over the world. Uh, so uh, there may be a bad rap out there from people on support raising, but usually it's the ones who have never studied the scriptures and they're just basing their comments on their own opinions, their own experiences, their own own fears rather than mm-hmm. scriptures. Mm-hmm. That foundation is so important. Um, in our momentum program, we do spend, you know, the first portion really focusing on perspective. Um, and I, we do, I love the God ask. I love how much you dig into scripture for that. And I just want to sort of go back to the name, the God ask, how did you come by that name? Tell us a little bit um, more about that idea. Well, Initially, the book was going to have a real boring name to it, like personal support raising, or you know, or it, was, it was almost like a dusty old manual or something. Mm-hmm. And I had a buddy of mine kind of rescue the book, and, and I, 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 he's an editor of mine. I call him the slasher. I think he cut like mm-hmm. seventeen thousand words or something. <laughs> and, and we wanted to come up with a name that, that that had some impact, not not just some generic thing like personal support raising, but. So I started kind of getting out there with my network and saying, you know, uh, who can come up with a, a name that really means something? And I want to give away a, I don't know, $100 gift card or something just for fun. And um, and so d- different people really started giving me some great input. And, and a friend of mine who's a, who's a missionary in Kenya, he said, name it the goddess. And I thought, now that sounds strange. That, mm-hmm. that I Googled that, and no, it did nothing came up on Google of the words in that order. The God mm-hmm. asked, now, ask, asking God, yes, but nothing. God ask, and and 
the more we thought about it, it, it went from strange to uh, fascinating to profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the reason he thinks that way, and we realize that it's the proper biblical way to think about things, is that when you step into that appointment, um, you're asking God. Uh, you make the God ask, Lord, touch this person's heart. Help me to pre- present my vision and, and, and ask well here, but, but I'm asking you. I'm, it's a triangle between the, the asker, uh, God himself, and the potential donor. And so I'm making the God ask, please, Lord, touch this person's heart that they would want to partner with me. But then the, the potential donor, uh, I really want them to make the God ask, too, that, that, they, that they participate in that, that spiritual triangle, that they look up and say, Lord, uh, is this how you want me to invest some of my precious giving dollars here? And, um, if it, and, and you can just count on the sovereignty of God that he's big enough to, to lead that, that support raiser, and he's big enough to, to, to lead and guide that potential donor and so the partnership is is created by God, mm. not not how fancy your presentation is or how hard you can twist arms or something. And so I think it does relieve a lot of the fear and the anxiety that you can step into an appointment and be assured, regardless of how the other person will respond, that you've done your job. You you've mm-hmm. asked God, you've made your presentation, you've made your ask, and you'll you're going to leave the results to God and not be discouraged or depressed if that person says no. Mm, what a relief. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's too true. What a relief. I think the perspective uh, is it changes everything. How can you, you know, how can you approach your partner development with anxiety if you recognize the role that God's actually playing in that? I, I, I yes. find it challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's not like I don't have anxiety when I do the ask. It's there from time to time. Yes. But your, but your, um, your ability to speak truth in into the process, Steve, is something that was uh, an incredible encouragement. I wish that I had read uh, your book. Uh, I don't think it was out when I started, but it, I wish I had had that book that as a resource before I ever made the decision to start raising personal support. Well, I, I've never really had an original thought in all my life, you know, so don't give me too much credit, okay, for that book. Um, aren't we all just kind of the product of the people that have poured into us over the years? And uh, and so, um, you know, I, I have some mentors uh, that have really, the things that I've read and heard and studied and talked and learned from them, like Scott Morton with The Navigators, and he's mm-hmm. an excellent book, Funding Your Ministry, Ellis Goldstein with Crew, you know, uh, mm-hmm has been training and coaching workers for decades, you know, and so I'm kind of a Johnny come lately, you know, uh, <laughs> just trying to, 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 to gather the best of the best and, and be kind of a neutral voice out there where we can help really thousands of organizations, uh, benefit from the, the, the real specific, uh, training that the NAVs and crusade and other groups, larger ministries have been able to, benefit from, but now we're trying to offer that to, to all the groups across the planet. And so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of the, the, the message boy really. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, um, the I, look, I appreciate that humility, Steve. I, I uh, it's pretty cool to to uh, to be able to just have this conversation with you. And uh, I, we were so like encouraged at the um, at at the conference by uh, all of the groups that were represented there. Those larger groups, um, and and uh, to see a bigger perspective of the thousands and thousands of people, staff on the ground who are out there uh, in the trenches raising their own support? Because I think one of the challenges is sometimes we get a little bit uh, myopic, right, in our in our ministry focus sometimes when it's just us and our, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and the deficit in our account or something, right? <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a lonely, uh, the, the idea of coaching or training others in support raising is a lonely sport. Uh, yeah. I came from a family of pole vaulters. I, I, I was uh, my specialty was intramural ping pong, but but they were they were they were track kind of track stars in the area of pole vaulting, and you know it was very lonely. They're always by themselves. There's no one to coach them. They're they're you know at the pit themselves every afternoon. Even at the track meets, you know, it's me and my my dad or something. That's that's the extent of the people watching them at the track meets, and and. And so I think this idea of support raising, training, and coaching—it's—it's um, it, it, it's almost non-existent in most organizations, and they mm-hmm. usually don't even assign a person or develop a person or hire a person to focus on this. It's kind of every man for himself, every woman for themselves. And so um, when we get when we when we provide resources like this, but even better, a, a conference like you all came to in Orlando, the Full Sail Conference. We're just doing it approximately every eighteen months. You know, it's it's like it's like water in the desert. It, it's mm-hmm. it's like food for the, the hungry. It's it's we it's our tribe. It's it's other people who are trying their very best in their organization to to help develop a healthy support raising culture and practices, you know, in their organization, but boy, do they feel alone. And mm. so it, it, there, there is a camaraderie there. There is a, an encouragement and identification with one another that I really sense when we pull people. I think we had 110 organizations represented mm. at this last event, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. It did feel like these people speak my language. I understand um, what they're going through. And I can ask them questions that are just related to my, my role as a coach. Um, and I know a lot of people in leadership were there as well. It wasn't just coaches. And um, you, you were mentioning that um, name Scott Morton. I know he's recently, SRS has helped publish his book, Blind Spots. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, about that book? Because I know it specifically is for leadership. It is. Um, and one of my goals is to perpetuate the life and ministry and teaching of Scott Morton as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he's exactly 10 years older than I am. And, uh, I don't know of a person who has spent more time studying the scriptures on this subject and trying to teach and write on it more than Scott Morton. So we just need to continue to have the, the basis. What is the, 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 you know, the, the bibliology, so to speak, behind support raising, and, uh, and we want to keep that for years to come. And so Scott's latest book that we publish, we, we, we're a publishing arm as well, um, is called Blind Spots, and it's mainly for leaders. It's for anyone, whether they're a team leader, a supervisor, an executive, whatever, a coach, trainer, 
who oversees others who raise support. And so, you know, if the God ask is teaching people the biblical and practical steps to raise their support, mm-hmm. well, what about what about the leaders? Uh, how do you help those staff people encourage, pray, coach, train, troubleshoot? Uh, how do we help you become effective in your role, whether it's full time or part time? Uh, of, of, of training and coaching your staff to get to full support and stay at full support. How do you help mm-hmm. the veterans really yeah. stay healthy and fully mm-hmm. funded? So um, it's a great one, and I hope yeah. I hope uh, hope your leaders will will grab it. And we we actually are t- having all of our leaders go through it together, kind of a mm. let's let's have a discussion format, and it's a personal professional development track that we kind of have them on, and so we're 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 taking everybody through it together. Hmm. That's cool. That is, uh, yeah, you know what? That is awesome because, I mean, uh, we've got, you know, uh, what at this time of recording, maybe 36 executive directors across the country, right? Uh, countless supervisors who are mm-hmm. in the trenches uh, alongside of our staff uh, who would benefit from, uh, benefit from uh, being better equipped to uh, lead in the area of partner development. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, that, that blind spots would be a great place to start. But mm-hmm. more and more, this conference that we're, we're, we're developing, and we, we hope to have maybe 400 at this next one. I, 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 the first time I publicly quoted that number, I need to be careful. <laughs> uh, but it, it's probably going to be in the Phoenix area in October of 2019, and we're going to pick a real fun, beautiful spot for everybody. But mm-hmm. um but more and more, we're, we're trying to attract the executives, mm-hmm. uh, the, the team leaders, the the VPs, even board members who are some of the decision makers, and they oversee larger groups of staff, and they they, they set policy, and they and really whether they personally raise support or not, it's kind of different for each organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them yearn that all of their staff would would be fully funded, would be healthy in this area, and so. More and more, that's a burden of mine, is how can I get as many executives and leaders in the same rooms together in these sessions uh, every 18 months, and let's talk about this critical topic. Um, Every organization needs to do member care, whether you're just a domestic organization in the U.S. or something, or whether you're a a missions organization and have people in other countries. We realized the, the big, almost the biggest component, the biggest HR component you can have for any organization is, is the member care mm-hmm. that you're trying to provide um, for them personally, spiritually. But don't leave out the financial piece because I think getting your staff fully funded and keeping them fully funded is about the best member care uh, tool, strategy, you know, help that you can provide for your staff. I, I, you ask, you ask deep down what their biggest felt need is, especially the spouses. And mm-hmm. they would say, <laughs> we could somehow, some way just get fully funded and stay fully funded and to be able to have the freedom to maximize the fruitfulness of our family, of our ministry, and not feel the constant pressure and stress mm. and struggle. Um, so it's a huge member care piece. Absolutely. And our leaders can't ignore it. We can't go into denial and hide hide our heads. And in case you're wondering, that is the sound of technology failing. 
I didn't even know that a digital recording could do stuff like that. So it broke, and unfortunately, we lost the last few minutes of our conversation with Steve. We were winding down, so we did get most of the conversation, but uh, one final point Steve had made was very interesting for anyone who ever struggles with the security that uh, comes from support raising. A lot of times people might say something like, they wish they had more secure income. And Steve's point was that uh, one of the major employers in his area is Walmart. And as big a company as they are, they've been known to let hundreds of people go at a time. And when it comes to support raising, we find partners come from a variety of different places geographically and different types of industries. And and uh, we're actually insulated from a lot of the same challenges that other people who work for a company might be if there's a downturn in the economy or some other setback, because we could lose maybe some partners, but it's very unlikely we would lose them all. So in that respect, Steve pointed out that partner development is the most secure type of employment that we could have. Uh, Also, of course, He was pointing out that because of the spiritual dynamics, because it's God's work, it is also one of the most secure places we could be. And I thought that was a great way to end the conversation. And unfortunately, our recording software didn't agree. So if you'd like to get more information on Steve, uh, you can find stuff online. But I really encourage you to check out his book, The God Ask. If you haven't seen it already or read it, it is a fantastic book, especially when it comes to the principles of support raising and uh, the biblical foundation. As well, if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to send us a note, momentum at yfccanada.org.